well, this is fun. And it's, it's a different Sunday, mind, than it normally is, but um, can't help but think of the last words we get from Jesus. It comes in Revelation 22, and he says, The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Whosoever will may come. And Dave, uh, as, as you two are up here, and Dawn was speaking, I was thinking, what a tragedy it would be to still her voice. What a tragedy it would be to tell Moret, no, you can't teach, and you can't lead. Or Misha, that she could not be a worship minister. When Jesus says, whosoever will may come, he means it. Now, at this church, and you won't see that every Sunday, but no matter what, the age, there's participation. You know, the Boyd girls here have sung, they've read scripture, now they're walking around collecting the rip and sip, <laughs> which sometimes don't rip. I told my wife, that's it, we're going to bottles of wine and croissants. We're, we just... I think I've gotten applause maybe twice in a year, and wine got it. Now that's... Anyway, as you know, we had two soft launch Sundays, and we launched our official launch last year, and it's just amazing. You see the videos uh, for a young girl, young woman, sorry, Ivana, anybody under 30 is a girl, uh, in Paraguay, who's now helping us pass some barriers and reach the Spanish-speaking community. And in many ways, she'll be their minister. We are all over death row and the other parts, the life, lifers, uh, the other different sections. We're all over the prisons now. And that was because one of our members, they came up and visited like some of you did today. And they said what they were doing. And I said, we're in. What do we need to do? And he has guided us every step of the way. And thank you so much. Tammy and Ramona for that. You saw a retired missionary, Gary, who was searching for a church and found one here. You saw my friend, Ben Brewster, who serves in a, a wonderful church there in Louisiana, Bozier City, tell us that it's, this has made a huge impact on his life. In fact, I went down to have lunch with him and told him, I want you to be locked in the chamber to be a future leader, either where you are or up here. You know, as, as some of us gray out, as they say, I'm having a birthday, this, this, and so you, people will say, oh, you're only as old as you feel. I don't want to be 122. <laughs> so stop that nonsense right here. My dad used to say he wanted to live to be 100, and I said, why? All of your friends will be dead. And he just kept saying that. I said, I don't want you to live to be 100. He looked at me, and I said, I'll be 87. I won't know where I put you. And I, I just, <clears throat> stop it. So as I age, you need to know that there are ministers around, and you're going to hear from some of them, that are ready. You know, I've told Marette, be ready. Uh, because not only here, but elsewhere, we're going to need leaders. This keeps growing. You saw Mark Barros, a minister in a tiny town in Ohio. Nobody goes to Byesville on purpose, except Byesvillians. It's a road you drive through, but Stop 9 Church there has been a light for many years. And Mark texts me every Sunday morning, encouraging me, uh, you can do this, things are going to go great. Over two dozen ministers whose names you will not hear today have reached out for help 
over the last year and thanked our safe harbor for giving them the help, the counseling, the advice. Some of them were fired. Some have started new things. Some are in difficult situations, but they know it's a safe place to call, to email, to work with us. You heard from Adam, whose family has special vulnerabilities to the virus. And they wanted to worship, but they also wanted to be safe. And they wanted to be heard. They wanted to be understood. And they found that here. We're not alone on this journey. And we are not the first ones on this journey. We're not plowing new ground, really. Because those last words of Jesus in the New Testament were said a long time ago. Whosoever will may come. When we started this church, and Dwan said, I hope you do your, your dream that you, you said you did on the, you know, the first service here. You had that. I have no idea what I said. You, you've got it? All right. <laughs> I have no idea what I said. But I do know that we have had a consistent rule here, and that is you are welcome. We tell you you're welcome if you believe that Jesus is the Christ. You are welcome if you don't believe there's a God. And yeah, we have atheists that listen. Not a one of them has been mean. Several have connected. I, do, I cannot lie and tell you that they've rushed to the baptistry. But they know they're not going to be made fun of here. They know that it's safe here. And that if they have a science and faith question, I'm ready. I'm actually, I'm actually qualified in that field. So that's nice. But look at, the, look at the Gospels again. Really look at them. Jesus spent his life removing barriers. So that when he said, whosoever will, he meant it. He broke down every barrier of class, gender, religion, nationality, level of sinfulness. Again and again and again, he accepted the ones that the religious world said were not acceptable. We often talk about the one sheep that wanders away from the hundred, the ninety and nine who stay. But we often need, we also need to remember sometimes that sheep's out there because the ninety and nine kicked it out. But Jesus goes and gets it and brings it in. He sought the ones everyone wanted to avoid from let the little children come to me. And by the way, uh, we don't have all of our, our wee children today, but when they're here, they make noise and that is a blessing any church that does not hear noise of children is a dead church. They just don't know it yet. All ages, all genders are welcome here. He, uh, he healed a man in the middle of a church service, lowered from the roof. I'd love to have been in that room. I'll, I'd like to tell more about it, but that's a future Jesus story. So read the Gospels, but don't give away the ending. He told a sex worker she was forgiven. He walked through the desert to find the Samaritan woman and give her the good news. Jesus broke barriers. Jesus removed walls. No wonder, Mark 12, 37, the common people heard him gladly. The common people did. The religious people, not so much. Although, to be honest, there were some good, like Simon the Pharisee who invited him over. I think Simon was a good guy. Uh, there were good guys that were Pharisees. There were good guys that were scribes, but we only hear the others. Before we began, uh, Ash C, as Kirsten nom and named it, I, I had no millennials. Um, we, we, we even love them. Anyway, before we even began this, my dear friend Devin Pickard over in Centerville 
had started a church for people that weren't welcome at other churches or felt uncomfortable at other churches. He's tattooed. He rides a Harley. He's their pastor. And we love him. He has been an enthusiastic supporter of our work here. But that's what I'm saying. We're not the first ones. He's built a wonderful group in Centerville. I love that man and I love what he's done. But regardless of the pain and attacks he suffered, which he did. You know the first thing I think of when I think of Devin? Is his smile. You can tell from the lines on his face, Devin, they're there. (laughs) They're smile lines. Now, I don't have those. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm reading or I'm thinking and I'm doing all of this. And my wife will say, Patrick, you're, you're frowning. And I'll say, no, I'm not. <laughs> but Devin sends us a greeting. Let's listen to Devin. Harbor Church family. This is Devin Pickard from Centerville, Tennessee and Hope Church. And for everyone at Hope Church, we just want to say a big Happy first birthday, happy first anniversary, happy first lots of stuff. It's been a year of first for you, and we have tried to follow you every step of the way. We love and appreciate everything that you are doing. We're excited to work hand-in-hand with you in any way that we possibly can. I want to continue to support you in whatever God has in store for you. So we love all of you, and again, we want to wish you a big happy first birthday. I love Devin. I love him. There were others that were younger that were searching for a church but couldn't find one that just stayed away from all the detritus. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it in America. It'll be wrong, but uh, all, all of the junk out there, but rather talked about Jesus and how to love each other. The young couple in Cape Girardeau, Missouri found us, farming family, and they, they have blessed us ever since, and they say we have blessed them. Let's listen to well, I, they're both there, but Stephanie gets to talk. So let's listen to the summer lots. Hello, Our Safe Harbor Church. Happy birthday. This is Stephanie Summerlot and my husband, Adam. And we just wanted to say happy birthday, and we are so thankful for this church. Uh, we, it's the time of the year when we typically think about all of our blessings and when we're with our family, and this church has definitely been a huge blessing to us, and we are very, very happy to be part of the church family here at our Safe Harbor Church. Uh, something else that we also do at the end of the year is we think about goals that we have for the coming year. And one of our goals for next year is to hopefully to be able to visit the soundstage mm-hmm. and to be able to see and meet some of you in person. So hopefully we will be able to do that next year. We hope you can and your dog is welcome. <laughs> your dog is actually a star. <laughs> There are several people that say, are they going to be on the video? We love the dog. So the dog is now part of our Osh Sea. See, no barriers, not even, not even of a species. Uh, we're not speciest here. Let's be honest. We did start in a very, very dark time. And some of the people in this room rushed to Cami and to me. And they held up our arms as the battle raged. It was within moments that the calls came, that the emails came, that people showed up at our door. When we were summarily and suddenly fired, we we walked around stunned. Our brains were not functioning very well. But one thing I knew I had to do, to be honest, is to reach out to the churches where I was scheduled to speak. Because, you know, do you want to invite in this trouble? Do you want to invite in this issue? 
people, if you don't know this, in, in a tight little tribe like that, people get letters, people get insulted, they get threats. Uh, if you, and so I, I reached out to every single one of them. Not a one canceled. Not one. The first to say that they loved us and rushed to us and said that we will never turn your back, our backs on you was my old dear friend, Mark Brackney. And he's another one in the chamber, Marat. We, uh, you were on that chain of emails way back there. Mark Brackney is a man in whom there is no guile at all. He is pure love. And since, Mark, since that time, Mark's been a vital part of this work. And he stands ready to preach for me anytime. He ha- stands ready to help any of us over in Knoxville, Tennessee, in a community called Arlington, a sweet little church there. He has served so faithfully for so long. And when distant teenagers wanted to be baptized, I hopped in my car knowing Mark will open that church door. And he did. Let's listen to Mark. Happy birthday, our Safe Harbor Church. So grateful for you, for the work that you all are doing in advancing the kingdom throughout the world. It is just amazing what our great God is accomplishing through you all. Uh, Patrick, so thankful for you and Cami. God's continued blessings upon you. Just a quick favorite memory from this past year of the work you all are doing. So it was only a month or two into our Safe Harbor Church starting that I got a call from Patrick that one of your member families that lived in the East Tennessee area, their daughter wanted to be baptized. And I minister in Knoxville and Patrick called and said, hey, um, would it be possible for me to come into town and baptize this young lady? And of course, we're very excited to help assist in that. Uh, so Patrick came over and his family met us here at the church building, and it, it was a wonderful time. Uh, it is just such a joy to see God's kingdom expanding and grateful to be a small part of that. Uh, love each of you. God bless. And, and by the way, to be honest, I mean, we got to be honest here. That, there it is. The, the family reached out and said, listen, we're willing to meet you somewhere. We could meet you halfway around Centerville or something. Uh, there's a river there. This was late January. <laughs> and I said, or I know somebody in Knoxville. That's awfully close to you. And uh, so thank you, Mark, for saving me. Uh, and barriers of time and space have evaporated. Dwan nailed it. During lunch today, you'll see videos from others, and we will, since you're nodding enthusiastically, we'll show more next Sunday. Um, how did this happen? Well, God did it. Early on, I got an awful lot of emails asking, all right, you're starting a new church. What, are, you, are you still going to be baptizing? What, are you going to have elders in place? Are, you know, what's your stance on this, that, and the other? And I kept going, no, we don't do that. We don't make stances. We talk about Jesus. Do we still baptize? I drove to Knoxville. Knoxville's a nice, nice place, by the way. I'd go there anyway. But yeah, we will get to you. Or somebody, one of us, our Safe Harbor people, will get to you. We'll find a way to baptize you, to help you in any way we can. And yes, I was asked many times, some harsh. In fact, one lady even wrote me, said, before I invest any time listening to any of your sermons, do you allow gay people? And I said, I'm certain we have some. I'm certain every church does. Most churches, they're not allowed to say. But 
I'm, I'm certain we have people in our, our viewing and at our soundstage that have every conceivable stance on that issue. But to us, they are not issues. They are people. And we do not put up barriers. We do not joke. We do not insult. We say, welcome home. Let me tell you about Jesus. Because we are just fish in the net. Do you remember Matthew 13? We're fish in the net. The, the, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that goes out. And when it comes back, it has every kind of fish that are in the sea, Jesus said. And he said, the angels will sort the fish. He never said the fish got to form committees to sort. And we will not sort. We will say the last words of Jesus. Whosoever will may come. Well, I answered every single email and some didn't like it, but... That's all right. As we've said, all we're going to be is the heart pumping out Jesus. Wherever our message goes, we're just pumping out Jesus. We're not your brain. You get to take the message and do what Jesus wants done wherever you are. And we will say, praise God. Some wanted us to build a building. A lot did. We said no. Now, we're not opposed to buildings. And if somebody gave us one, we might take it. And I have to say might because I was offered one. And it was in another state. And it would have, normally, you know, we would go, yay, but I need to take care of my 90-year-old mother. And moving a few states away, I was thinking, probably not that building. So I can't tell you we would take it. But, you know, we might. But as our brother and often visitor here and, and a man we love, Tommy Holland, posted on Facebook recently, quote, I grew up thinking a church needed a building to be effective. Then I read my Bible. Look at this slide. Where did the church meet? Every single time we find the church meeting in Scripture, it's in a house. Hmm. And if you're thinking, well, they had big houses back then. No, they did not. Nobody, the richest one, did not have a place this big. Standing room only. That's where they met. Now, again, not anti-building, but think about this. If, as uh, Ivana and as Kim said, we are not locked into one box, but rather we're all over the neighborhoods, all over the world. We've had check-ins today from Mexico, Italy. Uh, it just goes on. We can now launch into our neighborhoods with the story of Jesus and freedom and whosoever will. Stepping away from the idea that a church has a building and instead deciding the church would just be the heart pumping out Jesus, we resonated with quite a few people. One last video we're going to show during this time uh, is from a young minister in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, who has been a kind and supportive voice for our work since the beginning. And what he likes about us, and I want this to be heard by everybody watching and everybody in the room. Because I get emails saying, when are you going to address this, that, or the other? Hear me. We do not preach the news. We preach Jesus. We will not be dragged into the news. We preach Jesus. And even though Jesus might have a moral thing to say about what's going on, we'll let him say it. And we will just preach Jesus. Our brother Levi Dodd. 
Hi family, this is Levi Dodd, and I just wanted to say happy birthday. I'm very excited for our safe harbor to be having this anniversary, and I find it beautiful that it comes during Advent. I know for a lot of you all, you spent an extended amount of time in waiting, anticipating, hoping for, possibly expecting, but some possibly losing hope as well in finding a place like our safe harbor. So I'm thankful for the church. I'm thankful for the family that you all are a part of. I'm thankful for Patrick and for the message. I'm mostly thankful that the message that you get at our safe harbor isn't uh, constrained, tied down, bound by, or watered down anything, and instead is just guided by the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a beautiful thing to hear God's word and who God says God is, and who God says you are, clearly, concisely, with mercy and grace abundantly. So, happy birthday, Our Safe Harbor. Thank you for the family that you are. Love you guys. And we love Levi. We really do. Gathered here in this room are many who held our arms up and who are still doing so today. Thank you. Some of them have appeared on stage. If you're only watching and you've never been here, you might think there are just a few of us putting on this production. But the fact is, we've had people here almost every Sunday who just don't want the stage. And that's all right. Because they're doing so much work behind it. And people who are doing work away and then they send it in. Right now, uh, Misha is working with a violinist in Alaska to put together something that they can put together at a distance and she's done that before with worship ministers and alike this is thank you thank you and i want to just call them this and they are acts 925 people now nobody's ever called anybody in acts 925 people before so mark it paul early in his ministry was in trouble they were seeking to kill him and he only escaped because some people lowered him from a hole in the wall, city wall in a basket we don't know the names of the people who held the rope. We don't know the names of the people who risked being seen. But if we had not had those rope holders, we would not have had half of the New Testament. Because Paul hadn't written by then. Nothing substantial. You cannot imagine the numbers of those that are out there, often anonymously, who are holding the ropes and guiding us forward. May God bless them as they have blessed us at our safe harbor. Misha, would you come up, please? We want one more song and then a prayer from our dear brother. Greg, you know you're on, right? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Just thinking, well, did we ever talk to him?